Welcome to the show. I'm Landon. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Sensei Michelle. We're in reverse order today. And our guest today is Sensei Jerry. She's back for another recording. I'm so excited. Hi, Sensei. Hello, Sensei. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me again. This is going to be awesome. Definitely. We're always glad when you're here. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. So, Sensei Jerry, did you notice, because I know you're a listener, that if you scroll down the show notes, we have a little link where people can support the show? Yes, Sensei. Ha, thank you. I'm so glad somebody noticed it. So if you're out there and you have a couple extra dollars, you know we'd appreciate that. Yes. Every little bit helps while we all try to manage time and get these shows out each week. Yes. Yes, Sensei. Okay, let's talk about what are we going to try to do today. I'm going to start by saying we have been doing letter episodes since the beginning. Yes. Then we got this idea to look words up in the Karate Dictionary, which we enjoyed. Yes. We did one episode mm-hmm. like that. Now, this time, we all picked a letter and looked our words up separately. So we're going to talk about words from the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary that start with the letter R. Am I correct? Yes, you are, Sensei. I can't believe you're going to get me into the pirate joke business. Does anybody have one, please? A pirate joke? Yeah. Before we begin, what's the pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? I know you're not going to say R. It is. R. (laughs) Back to it. Who's going to start us out today? I think I am, Sensei. Oh, Or are you going to? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) My word today is Regi Saho. And according to the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary, it means etiquette. Ah. The formal dojo customs and mannerisms indigenous to the Japanese martial arts and ways. And that is the summary of everything I found on Google, even though the different sources like it as two words, Regi being one and Saho being the next, but they all have the feeling of appreciation and respect, generosity of spirit, and a dojo that is welcoming and inclusive. Um, The characteristics that make it up are salutations, bows, ceremonies, and laws, rules, and systems. Hmm. Funakoshi said, that karate begins and ends with courtesy. Interestingly to me, there's a Shotokan dojo up in uh, Pennsylvania that has a really long blog about courtesy. And the sentence that I liked the best was that mutual respect keeps you safe. Oh, that's a nice sentence. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that you, Sensei Jerry, in your dojo, when we visited... And I know in our sense, Michelle, that's one of the primary goals is to keep the students and and the black belt too safe. Absolutely, Sensei. Boy, she unpacked a lot there. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go, Sensei Jerry, or you want me to? You can go, Sensei. Okay, I have two things. Number one, one of the things I really love about karate is because we do so much repetition of courtesy without even realizing it, it bleeds into your daily life. Yes, it should. I agree with that sense, 100%. Like when I say us to my teacher by accident. Uh-huh. <laughs> or when you bow at a convenience yeah. store. 
the worst? Yes, yes, so many times. But the point is, by accident, it makes your life so much easier. And frankly, the quality of your life better because you're right there with your courtesy line. I love that about it. Yes. And isn't it that you always say, Sensei, that the greater your courtesy, the better fighter you become? And I was going to say it like this. Here's a little foreshadowing. At the end, we're going to get into a little violence and the same will still be true. <laughs> because you have so much repetition on it, <laughs> it'll come up for you. But that's for later, isn't it? Yes. Can I finish this off by saying that, isn't it annoying to you when they try to turn kanji into American language or English language? The lettering is so mind boggling and it's hard to search. And everybody spells it a little bit different, especially the hard consonants. You got your G, your H, your K. It's giving me a headache. Okay, do you have any more grown-up words on... I'm not even going to attempt to say that. So let's say dojo etiquette, Sensei Jerry. Dojo etiquette, I like. And I think etiquette and everything. And, you know, just like you said, like when we get ready to spar, we get ready to fight or, you know, whatever it may be, we're all have to show that little line of courtesy. Absolutely. And and the the courtesy bow before spar and the handshake after kind Mm -hmm. of mixing cultures, but really a good thing. Sensei Jerry, you have a a real person job, and I assume that you meet with um, a lot of people like in board meetings and things like that. Have you found that courtesy, like your karate courtesy, has helped you in dealing with those people? That's a really good question, Sensei. And yes, and it, I'll be honest with you, not just like you're saying like board meetings and maybe presentation and things like that, but you know, the hard level stuff, I have to sometimes give people not so good information and or news. And when I'm delivering that, people actually thank me because of the way that I treat them. I treat them with respect. I treat them with dignity, courtesy. I think it goes in any way. You just need to, you need to have that level, no matter what you're dealing with, with somebody that, that courtesy line. Yeah, I use my karate and everything. So agree. Absolutely. Yes. And I think we're kind of talking a lot about that dojo culture. Us. And that kind of perfectly segues me into my word today, which really ties into our dojo culture, which is rank. And not only our dojo culture, but our system culture. Us. Um, so rank per the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary. <laughs> Just in case you were unsure. <laughs> Just in case. Because I didn't get my definitions from Cora. <laughs> it would be called a term used in the martial arts to designate the level of proficiency one has achieved anywhere from a white belt to a 10th degree black belt. That rank, they did a good job. Yeah. I thought so too. So the idea of rank, as far as we know, was created by Jigoro Kano of judo. And What's so interesting about rank is, and you know, when I when I say this, I'm not putting down any other style or, or making you know fun of that. But I think what's so special about our style is the weight that comes with our rank. People will will say to me, I'll say I'm a I'm a brown belt, and they'll say, Oh, you're only a brown belt. You're not a black belt. You know, so there's there's something that comes with our style that's so special that you have to put in the work to get to a higher rank and it's not just about being able to do 
a certain number of exercises and bring up a certain number of katas and know how to respond in self-defense techniques. It also comes with your your contribution to the dojo and to the culture of the dojo, yeah, which so I think a plays there. a really, really big part of it. So I think the rank system that we have in our style is is really important. Did that come from Master Collegian? Did that, you know, that that weight that comes with our rank, or has that kind of been passed down through the go juice? Actually, I'm really glad you ended that with that question because I was going to say, if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to go first and say the debate between traditional Japanese karate styles and other types of karate that train is been going on since they started giving out rank. Yes. Actually, when we did our episode on uh, judo and Higuro Kano, there was a lot, there was some discussion of it in that episode. So I'll try to tag it. Hmm. And I agree with what Landon said. It's nice to know that the belt you wear is so truly earned by all the, not only the hard work and sweat, but also all the digging in and understanding those who came before you, understanding. I don't know that I want the word empathy, but that there's another human being standing beside you who's also training, and yet you're simultaneously competitive and compassionate. Those are skills that really come in handy in life. Absolutely. I agree. So as much as I like to go to that old adage, your belt just ties your gi top shut, the fact of the matter is the growth is there. I think there's actually thresholds too, if you, I, I mean, if that's a good word, where when you get into that level of a green belt, you really notice the difference in yourself. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I would think that that's probably to each person. But to me, the level that I, you know, once I got to a certain level, I realized, wow, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I got here. But <laughs> I just, you know, and then you realize how much you may know or how much you've learned or how much it's really bled out into your personal life and things like that. I don't know if that resonates with anyone else, but I think of that when um, Landon's, you know, explaining all the ranks. Oh, it definitely resonates. And as you go in the colors from green to purple to brown, um, it's interesting to me that the colors get darker in our style. And it's as though you get closer and closer to the earth. You're digging in more for yourself to learn more about what is the background. And I don't know whose idea it was to let the colors go in that order, but I do think it's brilliant. That's a cool fact. Okay, before you go to Renshi, which I know is your word, Sensei Jerry, I'm going to say a super quick story. So time me here, Lynn, and see how quick I can get this story out. Go. The tradition is that belts weren't always colored and that your belt became black by the hard work and the sweat that you put out. And then eventually that covering wore away, the belt itself, the cloth itself wore away. And what was left was a white belt again. And that was, mm, I don't want to put a fancy word like enlightenment, but a a new beginning. How about we go that way? Okay. So in one of the last extravaganzas that Master Collegian did under his hakama, he wore a white belt. Oh, how cool is that? I know. And when you were, when you guys were just talking about how you understand your own personal (laughs) growth, that's what came into my mind. And under that personal growth, let's talk about your word, Sensei Jerry. Good, good segue to my word. My word is (laughs) Renchi. And um, it kind of called me when I opened up the Overlook Dictionary. 
So the meaning is polished expert, a Japanese martial arts teacher who is of fifth to sixth degree black belt rank. Although not all black belts are awarded this title, Renshi is one of the several titles that include Tashi, known as expert, Kayoshi, teacher grade, and Hanshi, master. One attaining this title is usually an assistant to a Kayoshi. So when I looked this up on Google and other informational sites, they actually broke down the word into two meanings. So I know, Landon, you asked that before, so that was good. So the character Ren means polished, tempered, and she means person. Hmm. Oh, So it says, thus, Renshi indicates a polished instructor or expert. Renshi is a Japanese term of respect. Okay. This is a this is a toughie. First off, I think the dictionary did a great job of explaining. Yes. Secondly, um, all styles don't use Renshi for only fifth. Some use it for, for fourth, fourth and fifth fourth. as opposed to sixth. And the last thing I want to say is if you are an owner or you're willing to buy Grandmaster Peter Urban's book, The Karate Dojo, he has a, a list in there of the ranks. Yes, he does. So if you're a Renshi from five to six, what are you if you're a seven, eight, or nine? Kiyoshi and then Shihan. Ah. Yes. It's in the book. I swear. I'll I'll have to look back at the book, which I read at one point. What I love about the ranking system as it gets higher is that it's been interpreted by different styles in different ways. And even within the Goju system, we know that there's Hanshi, yet if you take the, the Japanese characters and reverse them, it becomes Shihan. Which some people go by. Which some people go by and 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 are very uh, strong in their opposition to being called the opposite. Yes, all these things are true. And there is no easy segue from Renshi to my word, is there? No, Sensei, you, you <laughs> pick the word of the hour. <laughs> so I'm going to try to say this. Are you ready? Us. Ryogen Tsuki. Two words, of course. Yes. Um, Tsuki means to strike or thrust forward. That one a lot of people may have heard in kendo. Right. For the covering of the throat. The throat. Yes. And Ryogen is spelled R-Y-O-G-A-N. And the dictionary tells us that it means both eyes poke. And they even show a hand going towards it. Also, they tell us it is the 15th move in Ju no Kata. In judo. So ju no kata means um, the kata of softness. Right. Because no means of. And, you know, that's that. Okay. When I looked it up, I really didn't find a lot of usable information related to judo. So if you're a judoka out there, please, please, would you get in touch with me and give me a little hand here? We can always add it in as listener mail and we would appreciate it, wouldn't we, guys? We certainly oh. would, because it doesn't sound like eye pokes are soft. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The first thing I did was look it up on YouTube. Did uh, you guys check it out? No, I did not. It no. was magnificent to watch. The first thing is that they showed the moves in slow motion. Oh. Yes. And it was really beautiful. Now, I've been told by judo practitioners that all their katas are done with a partner. Like our bunk eye are done with a partner. 
So my question to you, Judoka, out there is, why do you call them kata instead of fungi? See, that's an interesting subject, isn't it? Hmm. Yes. Yes. They do not have a picture on YouTube of a guy doing it without a partner, and they have read several places where they don't work without a partner. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. This is what I'm saying. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yes. Maybe it's certain kata sensei, because um, we've had people come to our bushidos that did judo and they weren't with a partner. So maybe it's like certain katas or... I don't know. Like I said, if you're out there, you're going to give us the whatnot, right? That would be great. Okay. So here's the part I want to talk about. In the kata, which is what they called it, the guy who did the eye poke lost. So I was sad because I wanted the guy who did the eye poke to be like his last cool move. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I want to talk about. Are we all lovers of eye pokes as self-defense moves? You go first, Sensei Jerry. Yes, yeah, Sensei, absolutely. I I love the eye poke for several reasons. Great distractor or um, deterrent. So I definitely teach eye poke in the dojo. Yeah. Mm. I love the way some of our katas end in an eye poke so that you're, when your arms go up, even in, in a self-defense mode, you go to the eye poke and um, it becomes part of who you are. I also can still remember Master Collegian showing the eye poke with all his fingers saying, you know, if you miss with one, you're going to get it with another one. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> I think it's a cool technique, but I could never imagine using it in real life. I just can't. I feel like that wouldn't be my first instinct to go and do an eye poke, but Maybe I'm wrong for that. I don't know. I don't think you are wrong for that. It is a violent, violent move. There's no two ways about it. Now, Master Collegian liked an eye poke as his attitude adjustment technique. Do you guys remember that? I do. You adjust your attitude. <laughs> Definitely so, a changer. <laughs> first, let's describe what attitude adjustment means. An attitude adjustment is a generally a small move that makes the opponent loosen his hold on you or forget where he was or change his attitude <laughs> change you the know? whole attitude and yeah. where they are in their attack or you know whatever they're doing to you and a exactly. great example landon when you think you would never use it if you had somebody on top of you with all their weight and the only thing that you mm, could do yeah. is edge their face Good you're going to go for their eyes and that's going to change that totally change their game and that's yeah. where your escape comes so hmm. That's a good one. And I'm going to finish this off by saying when we had um, Sheehan T.D. McKinnon on the show talking about wrestling moves in actual life, how self-defense and wrestling come together. I believe that's what the episode was about. Yes. He talked about a fight he got in where he put his thumb on the outside corner of a guy's eye and popped it out. Oh, now I'm actually doing it right here. So since Jerry can see me going to the outside edge of my eye. And the reason he used that technique rather than an eye poke inward was because the eye doesn't actually disconnect from the body and it can be put back in, but it is useless for the person for the time being. Wow. So I'm going to tag that one into the notes as well. And if you want to hear the end of I that, remember story, that story, <laughs> you can listen. It was very real. It was very um, gooey. as always happens we're running out of time 
And as always happens, we want feedback from people as to whether they think this was as good as our regular letter episodes, different, better. Give us some feedback on that because from where we stand, this was a riot. Yes. Us. And you know what? I learned so much because I didn't just take from my own knowledge. Mm-hmm. But should they really let us know what they thought about the episode? I like that. <laughs> and tell them where. You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. We're on Twitter and YouTube at Wildcat Dojo. You can visit our website at wildcatdojo.com. And you can send us an email at dojoconversations at aol.com. And you can listen to some of our really old episodes on YouTube now. We will eventually get more up, but this is a slow process, so patience is something I appreciate. We cannot leave this episode behind without saying, please support our sponsor, Honor Athletics, of of course, at 770-945-5150. Honor-athletics.com or scroll down and hit the link in our notes. But don't forget... Mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Thank you for your support, Cynthia and anybody who goes there. So now that we got that business out of the way, it's my favorite part. I get to thank you, Sensei Jerry, for being on the show. Thank you, Sensei. And thank you, Sensei Jackie. And thank you, Landon, for having me. Always a pleasure. It was great to have you with us. Always. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. See you next week. And like we always do. We're going to sign out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.